Hello friends and welcome back to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things friends. As we run down the classic sitcom episode by episode, I'm Michael, joined as always by Elizabeth. Hi Elizabeth. Hey Michael. It occurred to me that we don't, like we, I always set up that we're, we're watching Friends, but one thing that I don't always make clear, and sometimes I wonder if people are joining the show late, if it's not clear, you've never seen Friends before. I have never seen Friends. And I, I wonder if that becomes clear if you're just listening. Like, we kind of talk about it, and, like, you do act surprised. So, yeah, you've never seen Friends before, so right. the first time that we watch it, it's the first time that you've watched it. You've never really gone back and revisited any episodes. Right, I've seen four seasons up to episode six. Yes. So, and and like I said earlier, I had watched the first, I don't know, few or first season we got a good chunk of something. the way through the first season before we decided to start again and do a podcast about it yeah so i wasn't really paying attention but yes as i watch these i have never seen them before or know what's going to happen so if you were just joining us for the first time that's the deal yes and you picked a good episode to join us for the first time because we do not always or ever recap really the crux of the show but thank you and welcome to all of you. Hopefully we've picked up a couple of new listeners during our seven podcasts in seven days. I bloody hope so, because why else would we do it? If nothing else. Do you know we're on 990 Twitter followers right now? Wow. 10 away from 1,000. We're very close. This very is close. exciting. Very close. Mm-hmm. I never thought we would get that many listeners, but it what? is exciting. I feel like we should do something special if we get like a thousand, if we get a thousand followers before the end of seven podcasts in seven days. So by tomorrow, basically, we should do something special. Like what? I don't know. Send our one thousandth follower a friend's till the end mug. Ooh, the problem swag. With, the problem with that is people start unfollowing us and then waiting until we get to 9.99 um, and then following us again. So we're not be. doing that. We're not doing that. But you know what? I believed in us. Yeah. You Well, you said you were very surprised. So I just want to let you know that I believed that we'd have that many followers and people that care about our show. Because yeah. Friends is great and we are delightful. Yeah. By the way, if you would like a Friends Till the End mug, drop us a wee email. Maybe we can work something out. I don't think we're just going to give them away. But, you know, if we're feeling generous and if you say a nice, enough, enough nice things about us, maybe we'll throw a little Friends Till the End mug your way. I'll give you a mug in exchange for your cat pictures that I'm still waiting on. <laughs> so, make my day. Be my friend. And that's what the show's all about. Friends. Bloody good friends. Bloody good. Bloody, bloody good friends. And here we're going to talk about some more of their antics and their hijinks this week. It's season four, episode six. The one with the dirty girl. Yeah. Dirty girl. Mm-hmm. But it's not in a cool way that you might think. And we'll explain more later. Mm-hmm. This episode first aired on the 6th of November, 1997. Coming up to the year's end, Elizabeth. That's right, Michael. And what a year it's been. Yes. 97? Yeah. Great year. Yeah. I Great remember year. like it was like 11 years ago. I started high school. Oh, God. Yeah, right? In 97? Yeah. That's cute. Get out of here. <laughs> so how many people, Elizabeth, you need this win? How many people watch this episode? 
Last episode it was 24.4. Where are we at now? 25.2. 25.2. I'll say 24.2. Correct answer is 25.7. So suck it. I haven't looked at it. You get a point. I'll await your apology. Woo! Mm-hmm. You're still losing. No, isn't it tied? No, it's three to two. Oh, God. This episode opens on the all-too-rare location of just outside Central Park, just outside the big window. Ross has been on a date with a lovely lady. Indeed. A hot, a hot blondie, or a blonde hottie. Shake your pick. Well, she is very, very tall. Mm. To me, she kind of looks like a supermodel. Mm. I don't know if she is, and if it's like mm. one of those guest... <laughs> you done? One of those guest roles that people would know. I'm scared. You didn't recognize this person? No. This is a person you know very well and have been watching on a TV show quite often recently. What? Think about it. Gilmore Girls? No. The Office? No, a little further back than that and you're, you're, you're watching. Maybe just before Christmas you were watching a bunch of a show and this person popped up in every single episode. Oh, Skin Wars? Indeed. But who was she in that? Who? I, I don't remember her. She's in every single episode. She's the bloody host. Oh, and Uncle Jesse's wife? It's Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Oh, I knew or she was a supermodel. She's just known as Rebecca Romaine or okay. whatever it is. Because yeah. they are now sadly divorced. But yes, she also played Mystique in the original X-Men movies. A role that has since been taken over and done not so well by Jennifer Lawrence in modern day. But she did it very well. She played that character very well. She was like a shape-shifting character in big blue makeup. Neat. Yep. So that's her. Didn't twig on it. I was waiting for you to be like, who is that? Who is that? And no, you just didn't get it. I just assumed she was a famous supermodel, and I guess I was well, right. You but... were right, but you didn't put two and two together on nah, that Nah, sorry. Anyway, uh, Ross is on a date with her. The gang are spying on them from inside Central Park. They're all just gathered at the window, apart from Rachel, who's sitting on the couch sulking over the fact that Ross has got a date with this hot blondie or this She's blonde like, hottie. She just doesn't Wait, care. Wait, I'm sorry. Before we go any further, hot Hot blondie or blonde hottie? Blonde hottie. Okay. You do the color first with an adjective, right? If you're doing adjectives. In the English language. I suppose so. You don't say dog black. No. (laughs) But a person can be a blondie as well. Doesn't matter. Maybe I should just call her by her name rather than treating her like an object. Thank you. It might might be great. In order for me to do that, Elizabeth... I would need to know her character name in this. I did not hear it mentioned. Hopefully you did, because you're not a misogynist. Uh, I'm going to call her Cheryl. (laughs) Yeah, she really looks like a Cheryl. You don't know from a baby to an adult what they're going to look like. I'm going to call her Barbara. Barbara? What about Cheryl? She looks like a real Peggy. How about about a, um, a Penny? How about a... Lucretia. I knew a Lucretia. Really? Yeah. Anyway, we, we could look it up and we probably should. Um, or maybe we should just talk about the episode. Okay. It's worth pointing out she's actually very good in this episode. Yeah. Whatever. Like, she's, she doesn't have a lot of big acting roles. X-Men was her, really her biggest thing. But um, she's good in this. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the gang are, like, spying. Ross then, like, the day ends and he goes into Central Park and everyone's just looking at him really weird and Ross just kind of looks back and goes, I know, he's as surprised as all of them. Right, because she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, she's she's all right. You would have to be to land John Stamos, I suppose. You're telling me. (laughs) Am I right? Um, And, like, Rachel's trying to make herself feel better. She's like, oh, what is she? Like a, a bimbo or, like, you know... How, how dumb is she? And Ross is like, actually, she's a professor, an expert on the Like a, a Paleozoic PhD, era, like, yeah. researcher or doctoral candidate for, um, you know, paleontology. So it's the same yeah. field that he works in, which is obviously very appealing to him. This gorgeous mm-hmm. woman who's also very smart and interested in the same exact thing. Because it seems like Rachel always kind of put his passion down. Like They kind of, like, made fun of him. Well, I think everyone makes fun of him just because it's a bit of a nerdy subject. But I think they all kind of respect it as like a proper yeah. job. Ross, on the other hand, never, you know, they had that whole episode where he basically belittled her role in the fashion yeah. industry. He didn't take that seriously. He's a jerk, man. He's he's all right this season. I'm liking Ross this season. I'll, I'll put my hand up. He's, wow. he's not been whiny. He's not been sitting moping about Rachel. He's just been getting on with it. I I kind of like him. Like he's given as good as he gets. It's not like he's just being mean to Rachel. Like they're they're both. Yes, he is. I mean, they're both being mean to Exa- each other. Well, exactly. All right. Well, whatever. He's he's fine. He's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm liking it. Anyway, the the episode opens and Chandler is in need of wrapping paper because he has a present, a birthday present for Kathy who we met last episode. Yep, Joey's girlfriend. Joey's girlfriend, who Chandler has a little bit of a crush on. Uh, He's in love with her. I think it's more than a crush, man. It's just a, a little crush. It's not like he faints every time they touch. It's true. Um, doing some research into this season in general, I was shocked, shocked to learn that I actually recognized the actress who played Kathy. Uh, as Paget Brewster, who podcast fans might know from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. She also popped up in the final series of Community. She's a very talented comedic actress. Um, I didn't realize that they were the same person. Uh, but there you go. Has she changed a lot in the way she looks? Not or? really. No. I mean, she's aged 20 years, but she yeah. still looks pretty great. Yeah. I just didn't put two and two together that they were the same person. So, yeah, Good. Chandler has got a present for her, and what a present he's got her. It's so sweet. Is it? Yeah, it's a, a first edition copy of The Velveteen Rabbit, of that book. This is a famous book, I take it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know it? I, I don't know. I don't know of anyone that knows it back home. I think it might be more of an American thing. Actually, um, at one of your very good friend's weddings, they uh, had a reading from the oh, book. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. So, so what's it about? A boy that makes a rabbit come to life or something? Yeah, and it kind of like traumatized me as a kid because the only part that I really remember to it is that he gets sick with like the measles or the mumps or something. Mm. And so what you have to do at that time is burn all your toys, like burn all your stuff since oh, it's set way no. back in the day before there was like the vaccination for it and mm-hmm. things like that. So you have to like burn everything. And I'm not sure if he survived or not. I can't remember. Is he that, probably did. Is there no medicine? 
medicinal value to that? Is that just so that they're miserable? Like the germs. The germs they, are burnt. And they don't care if they succumb to their no because all their toys are grown anyway. So no. what's the point in living? It's anything that could have germs on it. I see. Which is literally everything in the air and everything. So Chandler went to great lengths to acquire this book. He went to stores and talked to dealers and called relatives of the author yeah. The gang kind of questioned this decision. They're just like, you know, it's a sweet idea, but like Joey's never going to be able to top that. So you're going to look a little bit suspect. Right. Like, why would you get your best friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. as the roommate a gift? And Especially they've been together for, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple if it had been month, like a maybe. year or so and they were like super close, then. Um, even then. Even if maybe if they were friends beforehand. Right. And like, yeah. No, mm-hmm. It's just a little, little strange. It's a little much. Mm-hmm. So Chandler's just like, well, I'll just make sure Joey gets her something even better. And then it won't seem as weird by comparison. Which is, I guess, an okay plan if Joey wasn't a fucking idiot. Poor Joey. Nah, he's doing all right. He's doing just fine. I just Mo- mean poor Joey from that comment you just made. <laughs> I know. He's still doing fine. So rude. Monica is frustrated because she just had to turn down a catering job because of lack of resources. It was a funeral for 60 people. Yeah. Not not 60 people dead, but 60 people are going to the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Rachel didn't get that one. She no. was very confused. No. So, she, yeah, she just didn't have the resources or the food. Phoebe's like, well, I'll lend you money. You can do it. Chase your dream. And Monica's like, okay, I need 500 bucks. I'm like, that's it? 500 bucks? That was all that was stopping you? I mean... Well, if you don't have $500, where are you going to get it from? I know, but it's worth going overdrawn for it if, like... Like, a, a catering job for 60 people, that's... But this is 1997. Even still. I mean, that's a lot of money We're to talking... someone who's between jobs and... I know, but if you're getting triple the amount back that same day, like... Oh, that's what it was? We can only assume. Oh, I, I mean, didn't like, know how much she was getting paid. Well, you can only assume that you would charge well, fifteen hundred. I don't know. I'm I'm going off wedding prices, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Phoebe says she'll lend her the money. Monica's like, great, thanks, brilliant. Joey comes in. He honestly didn't think he'd have to get Kathy anything because he'd only been going out for a couple of weeks. Right. The friends are like, you should get her something. Joey's like, I got an idea. And they're like, not a coupon for Joey, love. <laughs> That's like a second anniversary present or something. You don't just give that after a couple of weeks. So that's that's the scale of Chandler's job that he has to do. Joey wasn't even thinking of getting her anything. So it wasn't even like he was like, oh, no, get her a good present. It's like, get her a present. Yeah. So Chandler's got his work cut out for him. I know. Poor Chandler. Rachel in a sign that the writers clearly didn't have very much for her to do this week, is working on a crossword puzzle. Yes, what is this? This storyline goes throughout the whole episode. And yeah, she's working on a crossword puzzle, and she's determined to finish it on her own without help from anyone or without cheating in any way. And she hasn't been successful yet. So she's still still working each day. Or I don't know if she's doing multiple ones in a day or one a day. I don't know what it is. One a day. It's one a day. She's very determined, though. Yeah. More on that story later. Monica's catering job is a great success. She impressed everybody. 
and they loved the food. And she got a new gig out of it the next day. Yes. And she's been out and she's bought a ton of new supplies. And Phoebe's like, well, wait, what the fuck? Where's my money? Where I want my $500 back. And Monica's like, well, you wanted me to be a caterer, so I went out and bought all this stuff, but I'll give you your money tomorrow after my next job. I thought it was kind of strange that she asked for it the day after. Mm. I mean, I guess she knew that Monica would be making money, but you'd think, like, I don't know, unless she was desperate for money herself. Well, she's unemployed, but if you're desperate for money, like, what's she doing tomorrow that she needs 500 bucks for? Right. Like, you, you know where your very good friend lives and is. Like, mm. sh- she'll pay you back. You would hope. Yeah. They always say don't lend friends money. They say it's not a good idea. Mm. I can believe that. Yeah. If it's a substantial amount. It's kind of like gambling. Just don't offer to lend what you can't afford, basically. Like, if you have a couple of hundred to spare and you don't need it right away, it's fine. Yeah. Life advice from Michael. You're welcome. You're welcome, Internet. Ross is up to his old tricks again with more gross kissing. Oh, lots of kissing. He's doing all right on the kissing this episode, this season. I wish he would stop. But nope, he's doing a kiss on Rebecca. Cheryl. Well, Rebecca is the actress's name. I know. I need to at least get that right. Oh, my God. And then in Full House, he marries... Rebecca, she was by Becky. Oh my god! Whoa. Is it her? No, it's um. In Full House or Fuller House? Full. Lori Laughlin, maybe? Something like that? Something like I don't know. Mm-hmm. She invites him in. He makes a joke about, like, he makes a, a paleontologist joke, basically, and she laughs because they're a couple of nerds. She loves it. She she loves it. This seems to be Ross's dream girl. Right. And then they go into her apartment and... <laughs> oh my god. You're stressing out. Oh my god. You're stressing out just thinking about it. It's awful. <laughs> and it's like a gorgeous apartment, yet it How is... How can you tell? Because you can see the bones of it. But like... Careful, my bones. They're... they're is trash and food and clothes and stuff everywhere. Oh, man. And, like, she comes in, just drops her keys in all the garbage. Yep. Drops her coat in all of that. So, like, if you're trying to find your keys, you're going to have to go through all the socks and the chip bags and the... I bet they had so much fun, like, decorating that apartment. Probably. Like, setting that up for that scene. But it's implied... great. There was, like, apples with just bites taken out of them. They had, like... A food pantry in the background with like her laundry hanging up oh, all over it's it. Ah, oh, it it was great though. And then she if they tried me. doing that today, it would just all be CGI and special effects. They they wouldn't have the actual stuff there. It was brilliant. That's why older stuff's better. Like you. Fucking CGI. It's ruining sitcoms. And then Cheryl implies that she has a hamster. Doesn't imply. Hasn't, you know, seen it in a while. It's around somewhere. Do you think she ever had a cage for it, or she just, like, let it run? No, I think she just let it run. Oh, boy. That's disgusting. Yeah. That place must be, I mean, ah. And poor Ross, he's, like, kind of, he's taken aback. He's like, what the fuck? And so he asks, hey, you know... Do you have this cereal or this the snack, whatever? Cinnamon, cinnamon something. Something. Toaster strudel like, or something. She's like, what? And he's like, because I have it and I really want some. So why don't we go to my place just as an excuse to get out of there? Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, well, I, I don't mean to offend you, but your, your place has a smell about it. A like, weird smell. Yeah, a, a weird odor. And I'm trying to think what that would be. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's a joke. Or maybe it's monkey piss. I actually thought it could have been leftover monkey stuff, yeah. He's probably cleaned up in the three years that Marcel has not been there. Nobody knows. Anyway, Ross wants out of there. It's it's quite a a quandary that he finds himself in. Totally. We then cut to Monica's latest catering gig. She's cleaning up. Phoebe's there for some reason. Helping her out. I'm surprised Monica doesn't need more help. Well, I mean, this was a smaller gig, but for 60 people, one person catering for 60, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could do a lot of pre-prep beforehand. But I guess she she doesn't have anyone she can hire. Like, she she needs all the money, and if she can do it herself, good on her. Good for her. She's cleaning up. She needs to go and ask for the bill. She always, she notes to Phoebe, oh, it's always a wee bit awkward when I do this. She goes out. And, like, basically asks the, the grieving widower, widow for the money. And she starts crying. She's like, oh, Jack always handled the finances. And then she starts crying. And Monica retreats to the kitchen, having made her cry in front of everybody. Yeah, not good timing. Is it okay to ask for money in front of everybody during the funeral? Um... Well, she she didn't. She tried to do it in a way that was really polite, just being like, okay, so we're all cleaned up in the kitchen, we're all set. I, I mean, maybe you could have been like, oh, excuse me, can I speak with you in the kitchen for a right. minute? So, like, isolate her. But, she, you know, it's her first, like, her second job, I guess. Maybe she just doesn't really know what she's doing. And so she tried, but then the woman just kind of went off and was crying. Would you, well, you would take a deposit beforehand anyway, so you would get part of your money. Yeah, but she's also really new to this, so maybe she didn't do that. Who knows? Wouldn't she send the bill? Like, it's kind of in bad taste to be, like... Well, think about a wedding. Right, but a wedding's a joyous occasion where you're just throwing money around, whereas (laughs) at a funeral, it's like, do you mind if I don't worry about this right now? I literally just put my husband in a box and put him in the ground forever. Could we perhaps... um, Could I perhaps send you a check? I don't know. I mean, she could have said that, but she's too distraught. Was she, though? She was putting it on. Yeah, well, Phoebe's like, well, wait a minute. What? We need this money. We can't go. Mm -hmm. I'm so sick of people trying to get out of Mm. money. She's had experience from that from um, being a masseuse. I guess so. Elsewhere, in an equally high-stakes situation, Rachel is struggling on her crossword puzzle. She needs help, but she's afraid to ask for help. So instead, she basically tricks Chandler into giving her an answer. She doesn't want to ask, or else it wouldn't count. Mm-hmm. But she did it herself, you know? But she does ask. She him. does, She's yeah. like, we should go to a musical, the 1996 Tony winner. And Chandler's like, oh, Rent? And she's like, yeah, hooray. <laughs> uh, I do despair. Joey's been out shopping. He's been to Office Max. And he has bought a pen that's also a clock. I mean, that's the first place I would go to get my girlfriend a gift. Office Max. Mm-hmm. You can get some decent stuff there. What would you get a girlfriend at Office Max? Phone charger? As a gift. I mean, you know they get a lot of use out of it. Like an extra long phone charger? 
you had that like locked and loaded. It's a good that's an extra long phone charger. I take that. That's something you don't want to spend money on yourself, but it's something you would use all the time. <laughs> I literally just bit my tongue trying to say that because it took me aback. I'm just saying, I got a birthday coming up in ten months, so yeah. Ooh. note that down. Anyway, Chandler's like, think again, and Joyce is like, I can't be bothered. I'm tired. I've been shopping all day. He's going to an audition. He's going to an audition. Chandler's like, all right, fine, I'll go and do it. And Joey's like, great, awesome, thanks. Phoebe wants her money. She's got no sympathy, as you pointed out. Monica's like, she was devastated. I can't go out and ask her again. And Phoebe kind of looks through the kitchen door, and she's singing. <laughs> she's at the piano. She's, like, swinging her arm. She's singing, you're she's... a grand old flag. Da, 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 da. The grand old flag, yeah. Yes. You didn't have to learn that in school like we did. Well, it's a very American song, I believe. It's but the songs they chose to represent her "quote unquote" sadness is yeah. so funny. Like they chose "Grand Old Flag," which we all know is like da 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 da, and then they choose "Jeepers Creepers." Where did you get those beavers? Like what? She's I don't know. There's no wrong way to grieve, no, Elizabeth. No, but everyone's just around her, enjoying her. Yeah. She's just going for it. Someone on the piano. Yeah, it's, it's great. So they're like, well, what? she doesn't look that distraught. Mm-mm. She so, doesn't look too bad either for an old deer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Moving on. Ross is uh, recounting his uh, encounter with the dirty girl. Cheryl. Cheryl, sure. He's also tying a tie, which you think is for him, but as he finishes it, he puts it on Joey, because Joey don't know how to tie a tie. It's very sweet. And Joey just basically tells him to, like, suck it up. He's like, if you like this girl, you're going to have to do it in the mess. Make a mess. Yeah, he... He amps him... What? Oh, gosh. He amps him up a bit. It's kind of funny. He's like, you go and you love that pig, or he just... Oink! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's funny. Chandler goes around to Monica and Rachel's. He's been out searching for a gift for Kathy, but he's basically given up. He's struggling. He's like, I couldn't find a gift that's better than the Velveteen Rabbit. He's got the book there all wrapped up with a nice little ribbon on it. Chandler's surprisingly good at wrapping presents. He is. Rachel's like, well, what are you going to do? And Chandler's like, well, at the end of the day, I want her to have it, even if she's not getting it from me. So then he just makes a sacrifice, basically, when Joey comes in and is like, did you find a gift that I can give her? He's like, yeah, give her this book. And Joey's like, sweet! And off he goes. Yep. Very selfless of him. Mm-hmm. Monica's still struggling to get the bill, so Phoebe steps in. She basically confronts the woman midway through singing Jeepers Creepers <laughs> and demands the money. She's like, widow! Widow! Does she? Yes. Oh, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, she's like, we provided a service, we deserve to be paid. And the woman's kind of like, okay, fine. And it is a sort of like, damn, I was trying to get out of yeah. for it. Phoebe was smart, she knew. Yeah. She's, she was uh, using her sorrow as a way to not mm-hmm. pay the bill. I guess um, they kind of had to write it that way, otherwise Phoebe would look like a big asshole for, like shaking this woman down for money well you do i wouldn't leave without having at least some confirmation that you're going to have it in the mail or something i wouldn't just leave because then that'd be the end of it they'd forget about it completely Uh, yeah it's tricky it's a it's a contentious issue shall we say 
Um, I like it when she's like, okay, fine, I'll go get your money. And she goes to like go to her room and Phoebe just follows right behind her. She's awesome. Yep. Good for you, Phoebe. Ross is giving it the old college try again with the dirty girl. Goes back into the apartment. Tries to make the most of it. There's apples everywhere. There's underwear. There's just mess. But he goes for it. They start kissing. She puts on a little lingerie. Does she? Yeah, she changes her top so it's like some sort of see-through bra thing. Yeah. They start kissing. Even more distressing than the kissing is the noises they make. Oh my god, they can't be like, mm, 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 mm. Like, they've just started. It's not that good. But then, like, it switches because, like, Ross is then making noises to, like, hide his disgust because he keeps on, like, putting his hands in things. Like, at one point it was, like, black slime. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, black goo. No idea what that is. It was all gooey. And then another time it was, like, a piece of, like, baloney. Yeah. Disgusting. So he's sort of like, mm, oh, and Awful. she's wicked into it. Yeah, she's like, she thought that he was just really enjoying yeah. it. Uh, then he notices there's something moving inside a bag of chips on the table, and he like grabs a tennis racket and hits it and hits it. And she's like, no, stop, it's my hamster. Oh. And Ross is like, oh, God, no. And she's like, it's okay, it wasn't a hamster. It was just a rat. Uh, and that was basically the last straw for him. Could you have sucked it up? Would you no. have made an effort? No. What if it was John Stamos? No. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> there we I go. I would, I would at least make out with them before it became too much for me. All right. Rachel's in Central Perk, and she finishes her crossword. She's pumped. She's like, yeah. She did it all by herself. This is all she had to do this episode. Yeah, very exciting. She's like, there's nobody here for me to hug, and then we hear like a commotion from the back of Central Park and you see Gunther running out from the back room. He's booking it. He's booking it. He's shoving people out of the way. He's like, get out of my way. And he trips and falls right before the couch. <laughs> it's so good. It looks like he leaps with like both <laughs> arms out in front of him. Kind he just of. falls. It was like uh, in the office with Dwight trying to knock the, the coffee out of Stan in his hand. <laughs> yes, so good. And as he's on the ground, other people come in and give her a hug and he kind of picks himself up and he's just like, oh. Oh, poor Gunther. I know. So close. That could have been the start of something great. I liked his outfit today. Yeah, what was he wearing? I think he's wearing like a bright pink shirt and like a rainbowy, like pastel tie. Nice. Joey returns home from his date. Kathy's birthday. He's very happy. He's like, Chandler, she loved the gift. Good job. She's over at the apartment showing the girls right now. Good job, man. And Chandler's just like, okay, thanks. And then Kathy comes in and Joey's like, oh, Chandler got you a gift too. And he sort of slides the pen box his way. And Chandler's just like, no, he didn't. And nope. Joey's just like, here it is. And it's like, oh, cool. It's a pen with a watch or a clock. So she that, seemed genuinely interested in it, though. She's like, oh, that's great. Thanks. Wow. I mean, she's nice, isn't she? Yeah. She did the sort of nod, like, Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do we like Kathy? Are we on Team Kathy? Yeah. She kind of feels like a good fit. I like her. She kind of fits in quite nicely with the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Would you? Yeah. Wow, you did not hesitate. No. I like a bit of Kathy, me. All right. Why is that? Uh, she's just... She, she's just a little different. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> she's a little bit different. Like, her, her haircut makes her stand out. Um, she's like written well she seems like a nice person I don't know yeah that too 
I hope everyone knows what I'm doing. Of course they do. Joey goes to get ready for bed. Kathy is like, oh, thanks for the present, Chandler. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just a pen. She's like, no, no, thank you for the other present. Because she knows. Yeah. She knows. Because, like, Joey said something dumb when he handed the book over. So she was like, I just really appreciate it. You're a good friend. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And that kind of put things into perspective for Chandler. He's like, yeah, Joey's my best friend. So I'm glad at least I did something nice for him. Yeah. And I think he also says, like, yeah, he's my best friend. To remind himself that he can't be with this girl. Because, again, that's his best friend. Yeah. Keep it in your pants, Chandler. Yeah. And then the episode ends on a high note. Maybe one of the best kind of closing sequences of any episode of Friends we're ever likely to see. We're back at the dirty girl's apartment at night time and there's a knock on the door and she opens the door and Monica's there <laughs> and Monica's like hi I'm, I'm Ross's sister you don't know me but he told me about your apartment and she says I, I couldn't sleep thinking about it can I please clean it and she's got a bunch of cleaning supplies she has like a bucket of all of her stuff and she slams the door in her face yeah so she takes out a sponge and just at least does like the door frame it's pretty great. So good. I, I do have to say, uh, uh, we didn't mention the fact that, based on the success of the funeral, Phoebe and Monica decided to go into business together. Oh, you're right. I and, completely missed um, that. Could they just feel, you know, Monica's great at the food part, Phoebe's good at the money part, so they figure, hey, let's try this. Let's just be business partners and cater together. Phoebe has got the cushy end of that job. Yeah, right. She's basically like the agent shaking down for cash at the end. Monica does the... The grunt work. The shopping, the prepping, the cooking, the cleanup. But hey, she wants it. the rest to Phoebe. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And so, yeah, that was it. That was the one with the dirty girl. I think it's safe to say the the season four goes from strength to strength. I thought that was a great... I thought that was a great episode. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think mostly... Like, Ross's storyline didn't take up a whole bunch of time, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like, his reactions, again, to, like, the dirty apartment are on point. I'm happy to see Monica's neuroses is back. Because yeah. we haven't seen that in a while or heard her, you know, have some offhanded comments mm-hmm. about the fact that she likes things in order and very clean. So this was amazing. The fact they're like, I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. because I was it's thinking great. about it. And then, yeah, we've still got this, like, little overarching plot with... With Chandler having a wee thing for Joey's girlfriend. So, all good stuff. All good stuff. I think we're going to end the week in style with the next episode. I think I will not tell you the name of the next episode. Okay. So, cover your ears while I tell everyone else. Okay. The next episode is called The One Where Chandler Crosses the Line. And I think if you know the series, you know what's going to happen in that episode. But Elizabeth has no idea. All right. Good. Yeah, we're good. Um, it's not a huge spoiler, but, you know, we'll, we'll just leave it and we'll look forward to that to finish off seven podcasts in seven days tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Once again, it's the Friends to the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. If you want to join in the fun and games and support us on Twitter, at FriendsPod is where to do that. Pop by, say hello, send us a picture of a cat. All that good stuff. We'll we'll retweet any pictures of your adorable cat that you think the rest of the world deserve to see as well. Unless you have a chicken, a duck, and then I'll take those pictures too. Chicken, a duck, puppies, um, bear cubs. Melted cheese. Baby elephants. Hedgehogs. Baby rhinos. Piglets. Old typewriters, record players, a really nicely made wooden chair. John Stamos. 
Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Also, if you know what the name of her character was in this episode, you can tweet us that as well, because we're probably not going to look it up. Uh, what else do we do? Um, friendstotheend.podomatic.net is our website with all of our old episodes, iTunes and other places to listen to podcasts. I mean, you know where to find us if you're listening to this. You, you, you got your system down. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Um, one thing that we always uh, forget to ask is um, if you... Obviously, telling a friend helps us reach a larger audience. Another thing that which will really, really help us reach a larger audience is if you go over to iTunes and leave us a nice, wee, friendly review if you enjoy the show um, and want to help us find more people to listen to us, then please, um, that would be a great thing to do. The seven podcasts in seven days is a bit of an ordeal and a bit time-consuming and a bit mad for us, um, and we'd really appreciate any kind words um, to reward us for our efforts. Maybe we could send a little swag to those who read our review. Oh, like a bribe? Uh, maybe? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we'll do. What? The first five people to leave us, if you live in the United States, first five people to send us a wee review and send us a wee message with confirmation of that, we'll maybe try and hook you up with a wee mug. What about the people that don't live in the United States? If you want to pay for the international shipping, Elizabeth, oh, I, guess. I get it. Yeah, we love you, but no, we can't do that. But please leave us a review anyway. And apart from that, we'll see y'all tomorrow for the final day of Seven Podcasts in Seven Days. Looking forward to it. Me too. <laughs>